0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John McGlash for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about AI and triggering direct mail response today. So let's start with Tom Fishburn. Okay, navigating the AI hype. The first step, of course, is to recognize that it's mostly hype. You know, play with it as much as you like, but do it in your own time (laughs) I thought I would tell my employees um okay and uh how did you get budget approval for all this you know they're they're having champagne out on a yacht and uh the person replies I just told them the name of the project AI so apparently it's like the AI yacht (laughs) and this is the game that gets played you know because because your cFO doesn't really want to understand marketing, and because marketers don't really want to explain what's working and what isn't. I mean this is the Tom goes in a different direction, but I'm just gonna say the problem is in with with is within your communication between your cFO and your marketing department, and that's been an area that I've helped with for literally decades. Uh, Deluxe Check actually hired me. <laughs> we spent two days trying to sort out what shenanigans the uh, marketing department was doing. And uh, afterwards, the, the accounting people took me in a little room and they said, you know, you could be an accountant if you wanted to. That <laughs> was a scary thought. But the point is, I speak some accounting and I speak some marketing. And so I can act as a translator if you need. But the more important, the more important objective would be to find out not just to find out, to teach the marketing people how to know what's working and what isn't. And that's a skill that's being rapidly lost. And I think, you know, in defense of the CFO, who usually are really helpful people, um, they've given up asking. (laughs) They've given up hoping that there's some justifiable ROI in the back of the marketing mind. And they just you know the board says we need to do more ai and the ceo says to the cfo we need to we need to you know we need to do some ai you know and if it's a if it's a half a billion dollar company you know i mean what does a yacht cost right not that much you know a couple of hundred grand uh, compared to the data scientists that you have to hire okay so you know you say well we you know we need this to get away from the uh <clears throat> to get away from the Digital noise of of the uh, of the city. We have to get out on the ocean where it's where there's less digital noise. Just say that. You can make things up. They're very creative the marketing people. And if you're a marketing person, you know if I can teach you how to do that, then you will you will work the rest of your life. So I just told him the name of the project. So anyway, <laughs> Ritson says my cartoon last week AI written AI read which is down here. Has already become one of my more widely shared cartoons ever. Nearly a million impressions on LinkedIn alone. Okay, so let's go down to that one and we'll show you that one. Okay, it turns out AI turns this single bullet point into a long email I can pretend I wrote. And then then the recipient of the email says, AI makes a single bullet point out of this long email I can pretend I read. And that's the value of translation, I suppose. There's Really, that's the most productive you're probably going to find in AI. But anyway, let's go. So, um, Nat Friedman, former GitHub CEO, voiced the level of hype related to generative AI at a Jasper conference lately, uh, recently. I think this is going to rewrite civilization. Buckle up. You know what? I don't think so. I've been through a lot of change in my life, you know, for my first birthday, my parents bought themselves a television, (laughs) not that they hadn't seen one before, but there was one that was small enough to live in the mobile home that we were traveling around in, and it's a long story, but, uh, and and so the year I was born, Captain Kangaroo started, and I was raised with the television, (laughs) and I remember seeing as a probably a six-year-old, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, and terrifying, just literally terrifying shows. My parents just thought it was all fine. <laughs> they didn't, you know. Eventually, we had rules, you know. I think we were allowed like a half an hour of TV of our choice. Which show would you like to watch per week or something like that? So they smartened up a little bit. But, um, you know, we're still people, we're still marrying and giving in marriage. So anyway, then uh, Ritson, I mean, I'm sorry, Fishburn mentions this article, What's New in Artificial Intelligence from 2022 Gartner Gardner Hype Cycle. And um, this is the hype cycle. This is for 2022, so just so you see it, you probably can't read these. Although I was shocked last week that my show on RFM, where I manipulated a, a data cube uh, with RFM in it uh, came out so well it was so readable I was shocked and um, and Gabe Brown actually connected with me so I told him I was a big fan I'd watched a bunch of his videos and uh, he said he really liked the uh, r- liked the show I told him I was thinking of writing a, a, uh, I was thinking of writing a uh, a book someone suggested I think it was uh, was was David Foley, um, that I should write a book called Regenerative Marketing, and maybe I should. But anyway, these dots are different colors. Uh, artificial, artificial general intelligence is stuck on them more than ten years down here. I don't know if you can see that, but time. So the dots say how long it's going to go. Automate, uh, uh, autonomous vehicles <laughs> are in the trough of delusionment disillusionment, and. Um, there's really not much of anything. Computer vision is up here, um, data labeling, and yeah. You know, see, I can't even read the real article. Anyway, and this is <clears throat> intelligent applications, deep learning. Um, I would say speech recognition, natural language processing is up here. It hasn't hit the bottom yet, but I, you know, I think that's doing actually pretty well. Um, when I do talk to text, it mostly works, you know, it's pretty amazing. So, um, so I don't buy this so much, but Tom mentioned it. So I went over there and linked to it. Um, so regenerative AI seems right at the peak of early publicity, uh, producing success stories, but expectations rise above the current forgot that part. Rive above the current reality of what can be achieved. That doesn't mean that this technology won't be as consequential as the launch of the iPhone or the App Store, or even as Larry Summers put it, the printing press, electricity, and even the wheel and fire. We're not quite sure how it's going to do it, you know? Um, <laughs> and he breathed life into the image of the beast, <laughs> and it could talk. <laughs> And answer your questions <laughs> and it looked like somebody was really talking with you <laughs> no matter how promising that the technology it's possible to over overhype, and this is probably the central point here you know I remember Scott Adams mentioning that he invested in a in a you know in, in a site where you could upload videos uh, for, for the public and he said no it wasn't YouTube you know what happens is there's there's several. There were probably dozens and dozens, and there probably still are dozens and dozens. <clears throat> but YouTube has all the market share. And what happened is Google picked one of them. You know, before that Microsoft used to pick one one application, and then it would become the dominant one, and everybody else would go out of business. And oftentimes Microsoft would 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 hype their own creations. A uh, great book called uh, "Accidental Empires" in there talks about how. One of Bill Gates' best skills was they could create a mock-up of their software and Bill Gates had the ability to not make one mistake in a a live presentation. And he could click, click, click and and there were companies that had similar software already written, already debugged and ready to go and they shut it down because they said, well, if Microsoft has it already then we're dead. And instead of trying it releasing it and saying it's just like bill showed only ours is real and they would have won big and they probably would have got bought by microsoft instantly just to shut them up and uh but they didn't they just shut down so be careful about just shutting down but anyway there's lots of duplication lots of false starts and wasted effort right not every corporate ai initiative will lead to dramatic gains in productivity in fact there will likely be a lot of mess messy messy capitalism is messy. <clears throat> Tom's favorite example, and this was one I did talk about back a few years ago, is Long Island Ice Tea Corp, which rebranded itself Long to Long Blockchain Corp and got a 300% spike in their stock price before they eventually delisted. Probably their, the owners probably sold around the peak and uh, made a lot of money. <laughs> Without actually, you know, it's kind of pump and dump, but it's not really. I mean, it's sort of, (laughs) they're not hyping it. They're just saying, we're going to explore blockchain. Uh, So how we adopt a new technology to fulfill our business strategy matters far more than the hype of the technology itself. So here's his, his best commercial or his best cartoon, rather. This could be cool. I don't understand any of it, but it will change the world and also make us rich. Why isn't anyone buying our NFTs? This is the trough of despair. I've invested so much already, we might as well keep going. Sometimes that is the best strategy. Do we have Do we have to have this meeting in the metaverse? Yes. I've never really done a metaverse meeting. I think it'd be fun. But uh, I don't know which metaverse to pick. Okay, so now that you've had enough of the hype, let's go over to... Summer Gould, I'm thinking this is one of the last ones in her series. Five ways to appeal to automatic triggers. And I thought that sounded a lot like artificial intelligence. Indirect mail. Summer Gould. And she talks about number seven. And this must be number eight of her articles. She says, "By now we will discuss automatic compliance triggers. Behavioral scientists have shown that people are more likely to buy when you give them a reason to. Okay. We state what we want them to buy and add because, then give them a legitimate reason. <clears throat> so, five ways to trigger appeal to automatic triggers. Dashed lines are on coupons, makes people want to buy. I thought that was a really good one, because I can understand it, really. I hope when when Summer's reissuing these articles over in uh Uh, print impressions I think it is and um, I just got brand United figured out now I got to switch but anyway it's it's uh, I hope she adds some illustrations to these articles because that would be great now obviously add pictures makes sense I always like to add especially in industrial catalogs I like to add testimonial pictures you know a little picture with a little bit of, you know, these people really helped me solve my problem, kind of stuff. You know, I was stranded on a desert island, but I called their call center and they sent a ship or something equally believable. Add, add graphs. Did you see? I put a graph in today. Uh, they provide an aura of scientific truth. I love that. An aura. Well said. Right, add equations, add equations. They provide a boost to your copy to show that you are correct. I have never tried that. That would be something to try. I mean, I have in articles about the equation, but never, just just to set it into the copy. Try before and after pictures. The pictures offer proof. You know, I remember Donnie Beaver telling me when they first got started with with uh, new pig it sops up oil they took a machine tool and they I mean they decided to go direct because the distributor said these are too expensive nobody will pay this much money when you can buy the stuff in barrels they put it into nylon stockings basically and it would suck up the oil and then you could lift it away if you don't know the product but anyway Donnie said that when they were making their very first flyer about this you know they just took quarts of oil and dumped them all over this machine and just had puddles of i think they took the after picture before they dumped all the oil i don't know but you know a little bit of a little bit of emphasis you know it doesn't always come across in a picture so before and after yeah one of my favorites right you know the The person in the weight loss commercial who's before they're like, and then after (laughs) that. No matter what their body looks like, it doesn't matter. Okay, a common mistake in direct mail. This is really a common mistake. And Dave Foley called me out that I didn't have a phone number. See the phone number? Oops, phone number down below. See it? Uh, It's my office phone, so don't try calling after hours. That's not an after hours. I think it might actually forward to my cell phone, I'm not sure. A common mistake in direct mail is to assume that your ask is obvious. And so is the reason why they need your product or service. Okay, remember that a clear call to action and a reason to act uh, are extremely important. Sometimes you may also need a clue to reason to believe with your with your why they should buy. If uh, if you should if you if you why if your why could cause them to ask questions, you need to support it. For example, I love examples, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Summer. Let's say you're selling hats at a forty percent discount. People assume there's something wrong with the hats. You know, like I bought a Bonita Beach hat when I was in Bonita Beach, and when I got it home, my I think it was my mother said, It says Batina Beach. <laughs> Now, I'm dyslexic, so I didn't see that. I would never have seen that. <laughs> Botina Beach. only a little. I thought what a good deal this is. This is half the price of all the other hats. Botina Beach. People may assume there's something wrong with the hats. If you had, <laughs> if you add that, you need to to sell if you add that you need to sell these winter hats to make room for spring or summer hats, they will not question the sale. Absolutely right. Okay, people often use the amount of time or effort that's put in. So, if you say, we tried over 100 configurations to provide you with the best one, something like that. Now, here's the funny part. You don't always need, you can have a false because. dashed lines with a graphic pair of scissors, exactly. Put the little scissors on there. We know it's a coupon. It may not even be a coupon, but it could be a Johnson box, and it would highlight it even, even further, right? So uh it can be a false because scott adams talks about this a lot false because like i want you to share this video because it's a sunny day and i didn't have to wear my my down jacket under my motorcycle jacket today first time this year that is not and related to why you should share this at all (laughs) because it's a sunny day but you know just having a because is better than no because so and it can work it's so funny you can test it that there's this is one that you won't find out from summer because she's too she's too legit okay tie your reason for them to respond to timing you know like only 3 left like it says on eBay all the time use your reason why to neutralize object objections you know it's a sunny day you should share this art you should share this video Start off your request with the reason they should buy. Mm, okay, reason alone, you know, isn't usually it. And like, and and and, you know, you really can have fun with the reason that you should buy. This product will make you feel terrific, and it's forty percent off because we spelled our own name wrong. Call attention to key copy points by putting a dashed line around them. Link your reason why to triggers like social proof or endowment or authority that she discussed in previous articles. Personalize your reason why. So anyway, uh, this can really, you know, give this stuff a try. Test, test, test. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.